What's up, everybody? Michael here, and you're listening to Our Future. It's a podcast for curious young professionals where I interview the visionary business leaders from your favorite companies and the most exciting startups to uncover industry insights and the secrets to successful careers. I'm super psyched to announce that we just launched our new website, ourfuturehq.com. It will serve as a new digital headquarters for future business leaders to consume some of the most exciting content. So pause the treadmill, cool off on the Peloton, put the Tesla in autopilot because you should go and check it out, ourfuturehq.com. And also subscribe to our Sunday newsletter. Before we begin, just a huge shout out to the talented team of editors, campus ambassadors, and creative partners that are driving us forth into the future for the Our Future media brand. Martin Gutierrez, Devanchi Mehta, Zara Vakath, Jack Perlmutter, Patrick Donahue, Ross Latis, Ryan Berger, Cam Hotto, Alexandria Jonke, Natalie Gagarjan, Kathy Shi, Rana Gagnesia. Thank you for being on this rocket ship with me. I cannot wait to continue this journey. Today, we are discussing a legendary company. It's an iconic brand that has never pretended, never faked it, that has actually lived its mission of authenticity and creative self-expression since 1966. If you haven't guessed it already, we are going off the wall today because I am talking about Vans, the iconic skateboarding shoe that is less a brand and more a state of mind. Joining me for episode 51 is Doug Palladini, the global brand president for Vans, who has overseen the evolution of the company from a $300 million brand in 2004 to a $4 billion brand today, and it's available in over 84 countries. Doug has shepherded the Vans brand for 17 years now, and he shares important lessons in brand building and exposes the magic at Vans. Hope you guys enjoy. When when you were in my shoes, like what did you envision yourself doing? Did you see yourself being this huge marketing leader for a consumer brand? Was that way out of your mind? Where, where were you at mentally? I was at uh, I was at personal gratification. <laughs> that's where I was. That's where I was at. Um, I was like all I really cared about was action sports. Uh, I grew up skateboarding and surfing. And uh, I, I knew that that would be uh, all I really cared about and wanted to do with my life. Um, and, and I went to San Diego State University, which is where I was when I was 20. And I was right in the heart of a lot of action sports stuff going on. A lot of people who went through San Diego State ended up being very key people in the action sports industry at the brands you know out of our world. And all I wanted to do was pursue a career around the things I was passionate about. And back then, uh, it was uh, it was skateboarding and surfing. And that's it still is today, to be honest. In 2004, you you stepped into to the company back then, like, what was the mindset for a clothing brand? I mean, was there a certain emotion from that early period that you could capture for me? Vans is a case study in the concept that that which does not kill you only makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. Right. Because because we have been through so many ups and downs. Vans history is full of um, what I call evolutionary dead ends. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, it, it, you know, if you come into our office, we have these uh, we have these big, um, big, you know, boxes full of all the products we've made over the years. And you see, you know, well, someone thought it would be a good idea to make clown shoes or and some, then somebody thought breakdancing shoes would be good. And then there was skydiving shoes and then there was baseball cleats and there's all these just things that we can let, look at now. 
and laugh about because we're still in business and doing pretty well. But back then, somebody actually, these guys actually sat around the huh. table and Crazy. said, hey, we're going to make a lot of money from baseball shoes. Vans is a brand that kind of emphasizes authenticity. How, how does that speak to the fact that Vans should, you know, has focused around like this core mission it's been at for like 50 years? Instead of going in these directions like skydiving shoes and, you know, uh, baseball shoes, like what does that say about authenticity for the brand? Yeah, it's really it's funny. It's this, it's interesting, but very true that it's actually about discipline. And when you work in such a creative environment, it, it's not a word that you would normally think about. But I think it's the important part of authenticity because what it does is it forces you to stay true to who you are and to say no to things that are not who you are. So if you're disciplined, then somebody might somebody will come along with an idea and put a big check out there for you, right? To say, here's a bunch of money dangling in front of you. And it takes real discipline to say, yeah, it would be great to be able to cash that check. But you know what? That's not who we are. So we're not going to do that. And we had to do that over and over and over again before we believed that focusing on fewer things and keeping those things really sort of at the center of how we think about our brand would ultimately enable our success. So fewer things actually equals bigger opportunity mm -hmm. than, than, than adding more things to create a bigger opportunity. Was there a turning point, you think, uh, in those earlier years where you were like, wow, like we've, we've really tapped back into our character as a company? Vans had, as I said, had not done a good job of truly owning our icons. And so we, um, we did a campaign that said, this is the skate high. This is the old school. And it was just that simple. It was a picture of the original iconic product and renaming and sort of taking those as our own. And, you know, our product at that time was getting knocked off left and right. And again, it was our fault because we had not done a good job of truly owning those things. But the response we got to that, again, reminding ourselves and reminding our fans of the thing, reasons to love our brand was so strong. Um, those of us who were around back then always sort of hold that up as, as one of the as one of the aha moments where the light bulb really, really went off. Mm -hmm. The other one that comes to mind right away is when I started uh, myself and a, another workmate went around the country and captured visual examples at good skateboarding shops all over the country, went to five different cities in five different states and captured visual examples of how we were showing up in those shops. Uh, it was, it was so embarrassing. I mean, if you could even find Vans in the store, it was like a dusty pair on the bottom rack. Um, there was no brand representation in any of these shops. And we took back the images and blew them up and put them uh, in the executive conference room and invited the executive team to come in and just did, without saying anything, just let them walk around and look at the pictures. And it was sort of this visual evidence of of how far we have fallen. Wow. And it was that really brought together a, a unified call to action that mm -hmm. we have to fix this. And then once we fix it, we have to be able to maintain that leadership forever. And, and when I think of Vans, and if we fast forward, when I think of Vans as a modern fashion brand, 
you guys have more of a physical presence, I'd say, than than most other fashion companies. You know, direct consumer online is growing so fast, but you guys also have these skate parks and you have these retail stores. Is there a temptation to favor one or the other? Or do you think, you know, they work together in harmony? The first, mm-hmm. the first 400 stores we built were very similar stores in shopping malls. That's where people did their shopping. Guess what? People are shopping less in malls today. So we have been opening a lot of street locations. Okay, so bigger, bigger stores, Fifth Avenue, downtown Los Angeles, uh, you know, the major shoppings, Oxford Street in London, Gangnam in, in South Korea, yep. major, the major shopping areas of the world, bigger stores that are much more about the complete Vans experience, a lot more product, but also a lot more storytelling around our brand. Then we're also opening boutique stores that are in environments where you're more likely to have consumers who want very specific product at the higher end of our range. So it's reflecting a a more differentiated approach, I would say, um, than than the cookie cutter you could get away with back in the days where we did all of our shopping at malls Yeah, yeah. um, to to tell a better story of our brand. And then the, the other obvious evolution is the better connecting the physical and the digital environments together. Yes. So we are we are doing, you know, all of the typical functionality of buy online, pick up in store, ship from store, et cetera. But but beyond those, beyond those functions, making sure that there's a lot of connectivity when you when you cross over and that you as a consumer um, are 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 treated as a loyal fan in both places. And we know that you're interested in vans because you're a skateboarder or you're interested in vans because you love uh, punk rock or you're interested in vans because um, the of the women specific products that we offer, whatever it is, we know that about you. And so we try to tailor mm-hmm. those experiences mm-hmm. and be much more personal. So let's talk about connectivity. And I don't even mean in the digital sense, I'm talking in the personal sense where you know, it's not easy being a teenager and being able to connect with other people and be part of something greater, I think is really important. And the House of Vans to me is like such a creative approach, like you said, to evolving like physical spaces. What, what was the what was the thought process and the mentality in creating House of Vans in this these, these super cool spaces where you know, everybody can come together and experience and, you know, and be. Yeah, I have a, I have a, a, a younger brother, Jeff, who's two years younger than me. And when we were growing up, we loved to make forts. I don't know if you ever did this growing up, but yes, we would sir. take apart, we would take apart the living room furniture and go in the linen closet and grab every sheet we could and create these big forts, you know, the, like a, like with trails in them and everything. And once we were on, once we were, once we were in that environment, we could be, we could project, you know, we could imagine we were anywhere we wanted to be. And, and that was the concept that I took in creating the house of Vans. Let's create this four walls. It doesn't matter where it is. Once you're in it, you can, you, you, you have a, a fort of your, a brand fort where you can skate, where you, where you can have art shows, where you can have live music or making music or open mic nights, where you can really bring our brand to life. And it's, it, and it takes you into this other experience 
Um, and the, the other thing I love about the House of Vans is there's no quid pro quo. And that pe- this is what blew people away and that they couldn't understand. It's like, well, how much does it cost to get in? It's free. Well, do you have to buy something? No, we don't sell anything at the House of Vans. <laughs> you know, so people yeah. had a hard time understanding that there wasn't some there there wasn't some ulterior motive here that you could actually just think more broadly about about creating brand love through these experiences and it doesn't always have to come with a price tag hung on it you can just have these great experiences and ultimately people build yeah. their love for your brand and that's what we found over and over again all over the world so we have permanent locations for the house of vans actually we have a brand new one in mexico city that's ready to open as soon as we as soon as we can physically be back together um, and then you have pop-up versions um, but it's really about it's really about that fort, that brand fort. You guys are are selling a lifestyle, oh, like over a product. You're creating a community and a, a way of living, and a way to showcase that is through original video content and telling the stories of those people who embody the brand. It's it's incredible what Vance has done. When I when you look at other clothing companies, they don't produce the amount of content you guys do. One of the things I, I, I learned about Vans early on in my time with the brand is that we have so many authentic original stories to tell that we were sitting on a gold mine of opportunity because um, hmm. we had not until that time done a very good job. We had just put out our first uh, full length film called Dogtown and Z-Boys, uh, which which did very well and really started us down the road of telling these incredible stories of our brand. And there's so many brands that go to ad agencies and have to make stuff up. They have to create um, create a story, right? Um, and we didn't have to make anything up. Um, we mm-hmm. could just tell these authentic stories of who we are, uh, and and that and that that continues to be sort of like a bottomless well of inspiration for us and and our our ambassadors our athletes our musicians the artists that we work with they they help they help tell that ongoing story of our brand in such a sin- sincere and authentic ways and i think sincerity is really one of the, one of the calling mm-hmm. cards that we focus on at vans because because these are really true stories it's much more of a a documentary right <laughs> Right. Know, our brand is our brand is more of a documentary than a, a serial drama. So, Doug, when you go and tell the marketing story behind Vans to other people, you often say, Don't think that what we did at Vans can apply to your company. Why do you think that is? I'm trying to express my humility by saying that just because it worked for Vans, I'm not suggesting that you could just follow our playbook and do the same thing for your brand. Your brand, your brand has its own identity, its own reason for being, its own specific opportunities and challenges. It's quite different selling laundry detergent than it is selling shoes and clothes, right? So I, I'm trying to express that there's no one for one you know, thing here. There are obviously overall lessons you can learn from any successful brand, um, but I wouldn't want to take another brand's playbook and just try to activate it at Vans. And I would hope nobody would want to do that do mm-hmm. that with us either. Like I, the thing I mentioned earlier about discipline and about trying to fo- and, and trying to focus on fewer things to really be successful. 
I believe that's some that's a general truth that a lot of brands could benefit from. I certainly don't think that another brand focusing on art, music, action, sports, and street culture, <laughs> and <laughs> and its icon and its brand icons is you know is going to is going to is going to achieve the same kind of right. success that we did. And there's something very there's something very special at Vans that I can't describe. Um, I can and tell, that, and that and that I have no I have no claim to, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. a lot in a lot of ways, what I'm doing is I'm I'm shepherding this legacy along uh, until the next generation gets it right. It's bigger than any of us. What is one thing you've learned about the business world and in marketing or just in general? that you would share with someone beginning their career right now? Yeah. Um, th- what I like to tell um, young people that I mentor, interns that come in, is that it's becoming much less about your functional acumen, okay? It's, it's, less, about, it's less about I work in supply chain and I know everything there is to know about distribution or logistics. I would say that's table stakes. I would say it's much more about things like intellectual curiosity, okay? Your which is really your uh, your interest in the world, your interest in seeing how disparate things come together into unique ideas, okay? Being able to connect the dots and understanding how your role impacts other things happening around you. It's about things like emotional intelligence. How do you work with other people? Um, and so I think that that is just what we've seen is that shift away from sort of functional expertise as being the calling card of success into these broader things that make young people true leaders and truly exceptional in their fields, um, like, like intellectual curiosity and emotional intelligence. Those things are harder to come by and they matter more and are better predictors of future success than being uh, an expert in your function. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Doug Palladini. He is the global brand president at Vans. I've owned so many pairs of Vans shoes in my life and I've always resonated so much with the brand. It was really interesting to interview the man that has shepherded a truly iconic brand through thick and thin And as always, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Have a great weekend and stay frosty.